0: Let's stand there and take our Bibles this morning and I want you to be ready to go to Isaiah chapter 43. but we're going to start in Ephesians chapter three this morning, but fairly quickly into the message we will be in our theme text. And I believe I believe this will be our last message on this new stream series. And I believe next week we will come back to the Gospel of Mark, I'm leaving the door slightly open for just a couple days. Ephesians chapter 3, but be ready to go to Isaiah 43. The message this morning has a really clear intent, and really the song just fits. It's just to show us and remind us how great God is. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we, church, we need practical, but you know, it's good for us sometimes to just see the greatness of God and remember His glory. And I'm just going to tell you right up front, that's the goal of the message, is to see the greatness of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, and this is what I want you to notice, the manifold wisdom of God. The manifold wisdom of God. I want to preach this morning on this subject, first of all, just kind of in correlation with the theme, the reach of new streams. The reach of new streams, or as an independent title, Colors on his canvas, which I like better. Colors on his canvas. Let's pray. Father, I pray you would bless now the preaching of your word. And just from your scriptures, remind us of your glory and your greatness. Bless your word, we pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> As as human beings, we are limited in our ability to give a maximum level of attention and energy to various things. Due to our limitations in time, mental capacity, physical abilities, we are limited in our ability to give maximum focus and energy and effort to multiple things at one time. Jesus uh, hints to that in Matthew six twenty four when he says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, God's saying, you can't fully love God and mammon at the same time. You can't fully live to follow God and follow mammon at the same time. And the reality is that doesn't just stretch to that reality, but in all realities, you can't be fully focused on being a doctor and a lawyer at the same time. You can't be fully devoted to being an artist and a professional athlete at the same time. There are things that demand so much time and so much energy of us that they do not leave the room or the emotional and mental energy to be able to give that kind of time, effort, and energy to a variety of things. So we find ourselves limited in that ability. However, God's not like that. God 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 has the ability, I want you to think about this, God has the ability to fully and perfectly focus on multiple things at one time. So you and me, we're limited like that. You, 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 you can't be all in in one thing and at the same time all in another. Somewhere, something's going to get cheated, something's going to get less. You, you can't be fully devoted to multiple things, but God's not like that. God can be fully to, devoted to multiple things equally and fully at the same time. And by the way, that reality is important for us because that messes people up theologically a lot of times because always with God, we always think one thing has to trump another. No, God can be equally and fully focused on multiple things at the same time. One, One way of describing this or one way of illustrating this that the scripture speaks of is when it refers to the manifold wisdom of God. The manifold wisdom of God. The word manifold, I may do a series called Manifold at some time because this word manifold is so amazing. It means this. A cloth or painting with many colors. Manifold. A cloth or painting with many colors. And I want to put a painting up. The idea is this, is that God's wisdom is like a painting with many colors many streaks of colors individual colors and that each color each streak represents something individual that god is focused on and doing so so in the canvas of god in the wisdom of god in the working of god There is is this manifold multiplicity of colors or streaks, and each color, each streak, can represent something that God, get it, is fully focused and involved in performing and doing. All equally, undivided attention, undivided focus, manifold investment wisdom and working. God in His working is not down to one or two streaks. He is manifold. There are many colors that are at work and each color represents something that God is doing, something that God is working, something that God is producing. And what makes God different than you and me is He can give equally undivided focus and attention to every one of those things at the same time. The manifold wisdom... Of God. Now now go to Isaiah 43:19. In Isaiah 43:19, we've we've kind of we've unveiled the theme and the concept for the year of God's desire in Israel and God's desire in our life when he says, "Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth; shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness" and rivers in the desert. So God comes upon Israel and says, I am going to do a miracle. I am going to do something I've never done. I am going to, in the middle of the wilderness, make a river, streams. I will produce a flowing body of water that will will flow into a place where there is no water. But here's the amazing thing, that in those new streams, in that one act... God is not just focusing on one thing. That as God is going to deliver new streams, as God is going to do this new thing, He has multiple colors, He has multiple things that He is focused on and desiring to do equally all at the same time through that one miracle of streams. Through this one event. God is has an array, He has a manifold streaks of things that He is working to bring about in this one event. And here's what I want us to understand, that as God, as we're seeking God for new streams, and as we're asking God to do new things and, and great things, understand this, that as He does them, He does them for, to accomplish a variety of things that He is focused on all at one time time. And I'm going to show you what I mean by this. We're going to break down the painting of Isaiah 43:19. The streams, can I say it this way, the streams are like streaks. They're like painting streaks. And the streams all are achieving various purposes in the wisdom of God. And I want to break down the different colors represented in the streams of what God wants to do. So get the picture as we come to 40, Isaiah 43. So here's the picture. Israel is in bondage. They are under Babylon. God is going to remove Babylon. They are going to be defeated. And God is going to allow for them to leave Babylon and to make their way to Israel to restore and rebuild and reflourish in the land of, that He has given unto them so that He can use them in a mighty way. But in between Babylon and Israel is a 40-day journey of somewhere between 800 to 1,450 kilometers of travel in barren desert. And as Israel is traveling, the picture is, as they will be traveling, as they will be going, they will find themselves in times of extreme heat exhaustion, in times where there is no provision And it is in that period of time that verse 20 will arise where he says, I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So as Israel is in the middle of the desert, as they are traveling and they are parched and children are in trouble and families are in trouble, it is in that hour that God will provide these new streams. But... Not to just say, hey, look at these streams. Hey, look at my power. Hey, look at my great miracles. Verse 20, I will give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. God is saying this that that I'm going to bring you through this wilderness. And I want to do something in your life, unique in your life. And I am going to provide and take care of you as I'm leading you on this journey to do this this marvelous work. As I'm going to bring you out of captivity and I'm going to bring you back into the promised land. As I am doing all of these things, I am going to give new streams to you. And I love this picture, but the streams aren't just a statue. The streams aren't just like, wow, a miracle. The streams were God giving drink to his people. It was God saying, I see you. Get it, get it. I see you. You're thirsty. You're parched. Your supplies have run dry. You don't have the about, you don't have the, the the resources to make it all the way there. So I am going to provide for you out of the desert, not just a trickle, not just some, you know, little brook, but a flowing, get it, streams that there is enough water to satisfy the thirst of the nation. Not just water, but drinkable water that is flowing enough to be gathered, collected, and that's that's a significant chunk of water from multiple thousands of people who are all thirsty and all trying to fill their canisters and whatever they have full of water in their vessels. He's saying, I'm going to provide all of that. And in the moment, here's how God's looking at it. I want you to see this. As God is looking at the streams flowing, I want you to see what he sees as the streams are flowing. He says it this way, to give drink to my people, my chosen. So so one of the colors is this. As God is fully focused on leading, guiding, and providing for his people. And loving them. See, that phrase, my chosen, is not, it's not just a fact. It's, it's like a statement of affection. My chosen. My people. I love them. I care for them. I'm focused on them. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to guide them. God's heart, God's mind, God's attention, God's focus in His miracle of new stream, first of all, was a complete focus on caring for and loving and providing for His people. It would have been 100% 100% accurate for Israel in the middle of the wilderness to say this, that in this, tra- in this moment, God is 100% focused on us. And he has given his full attention to providing, guiding, and taking care of us. In the working of God and the manifold wisdom of God, can I say this that 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 one of the streaks in the painting is this is you and me. If you're if you're a Christian, that's what we're talking about. His people, you, like your life, and He's fully invested and aware, and leading, and involved. Has all the hairs on your head numbered. For some of you, it gets easier as time rolls, and me as well. That involved in our life. 100%. God's working, all these things going on. Yes, he's great. Yes, new streams, and if we're not careful, new streams can be this impersonal... Of God's glory and God's magnitude and God's greatness stretching across the vast sea of humanity. No, 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 that's true. But can we stop and say this? God is doing new streams for you. Personally. Like he sees you and he loves you and he's saying. I want to take you. I want to conform you into the image of Christ. I want to do things in your life. I want to bring new spiritual progress and new spiritual growth. I want to I want to put more of this old man off and more of this new man on and and I want to use you and I want to develop your spiritual gifts and and when you step out when you step out into the wilderness and because I'm leading you and I'm guiding you and you step out in your life, you step out in a financial thing for the Lord. You step out in a service thing for the Lord. You step out in a spiritual thing for the Lord. Not, not, not everyone else, you. And you step out and guess what God does? God provides new streams for you and he pro- blesses you and he enables you and he strengthens you. Why does he do that? Because God has manifold wisdom. He can be fully focused on you you, invested in you, and working in your life at, listen, at the same time as everything else he's doing. And I just want you to get this straight that your name is in this painting. Your name is in the work. God is working in your life and saying, no, you're my, you are my chosen. You are my people and I am taking you somewhere. And when I do new things and great things, it is directly connected to your personal life and what I want to do for you and as an expression of love to you. It also involves every local New Testament church. Colombo Bible Baptist Church is in here. There's 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 a streak there for our church. Not just all the churches as one massive collection. No, Revelations teaches us this. Our church. Jesus is with our church amongst this candlestick with us aware of our issues and our struggles and what he's trying to do, just as he was aware of Philadelphia and he was aware of Laodicea. No, that he was aware of individual churches. He is in the middle of Colombo Bible Baptist Church, his people, and he's saying we are his chosen. We are his people, and he wants to work in our church. He wants to lead us and guide us and provide for us. He is fully focused and working in new streams For Colombo Bible Baptist Church. And I'm just, I I just wanna stop and say, praise God for this. I wanna stop and praise the Lord that God isn't just just focused on the, the vast collection, but literally breaking it down to the individual, to you and me as his believers, and also to you and me as his local church. That he is working his wisdom, he is working his plan and his streams of all the new things that he wants to do and all the new things he wants to bring. He wants to bring the stream directly into your life and to our church. So there's this this first streak of the Lord where he's working on his people. So it's like if you if you could talk to the Lord, the Lord, and you could somehow look at his working, you would see in there full, hundred, wholehearted work. What are you working on, Lord? What is your wisdom being exercised in that color? I'm working 100% on my people, on that believer right there, and, and so-and-so right there, my son right there, my daughter right there. I want to bring a new stream into their life, and that church, I'm, I've got a new stream for them, and I'm working 100% focused on them. And God was saying to Israel, I'm going to bring these streams For you. But that wasn't all. Because because new streams would be a great, God knew this, new streams would be a great miracle. Now, are you with me? That's a big miracle to be in the middle of the desert with no water and rivers large enough to sustain an entire nation provide enough water to be taken, to be there there long enough, for it to be gathered, for it to be supplied to the entire nation. Miracle. Like something that hasn't really been done in a very long time. Miracle. And you know what would happen? There would be people who would observe this. There would be spies, there would be people from other nations who would be assigned to follow Israel. People from various nations would travel and they would watch them. This was always what would be the case when nations were moving and people groups would be moving. There would be spies and different people who would watch them and report their activities back to their home country. There would be bandits, there would be small groups of travelers going here and there. And you know what would happen? People would see this. And word would begin to spread about these streams that are flowing in the desert amongst the people who value water in an incredible way that's hard for many of us to grasp. And there is just this flow of water out there, and they're all drinking it. And that's exactly what God wanted Because he says in verse 20, The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. So they're going to be drinking water, and they're going to have it in their life. Like, no, no, God did this for us. Woo! Yes, but wait a minute. God's got another color. He has another streak on the painting. He's got something else that he's focused on. He has something else that he's busy focusing and working, and that is the nations, the Gentile nations that are scattered all over the world. You see, God is focused on Israel, but he's not just focused on Israel. He's focused on all people groups of all places, and God is looking at them, and he's saying this, I want to reach them. I want them to know my praise. What does that mean? I want them to know who I am. I want them to know how glorious I am, how loving I am, how good I am, how real I am. I want all people to know that I exist and I can work in their nation. And so I'm providing the streams for them but I'm also providing the streams because word's going to get out and people are going to hear and nations are going to know and they are going to be informed and told who I am and my praise is going to be proclaimed amongst the nations he says this in Isaiah 49:6, and he said about Israel is it a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel? I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Now get it, God was fully focused on Israel. He was fully focused on blessing them and guiding them and loving them. But he was also fully focused on the nations in reaching them and drawing them and saving them. So what does he do? In the the same picture, he has through his streams, the word will spread and people will hear and Gentiles will call upon my name. See, the danger is we look at the painting and we're just like, this is me. It's all me. It's our church, and that's it. You were right when you said, it's all me. Yes, God is all focused on you, but that's not it. Because God is equally focused on the nations. And the second streak, get this, is not just the church on Hospital Road, People who walk up and down and ride up and down Hospital Road. And God is fully focused on our church and what he's doing in our church. But God is focused on the souls across the street at the Cade right now. And God is focused at the people that are eating buffet at the various hotels right now. And God is focused on Ukraine immigrants, refugees, who are traveling all over the world. God's focused on them right now. And God is looking at them, and you know what God is saying? I'm going to, get this, I'm going to provide the same stream of power in my people so that those people can know who I am. Get it, get it. God's saying this, I'm going to work in your life individually so that the person that you work with that I'm also focused on that doesn't know me can see my work in you and know I exist. I'm going to work in Colombo Bible Baptist Church and I'm going to provide streams of power and streams of growth and streams of blessing. But not, not just to bless them, not just to love them, but also that through that blessing and through, through those workings so that others in the same city and others in the country can see what I'm doing and can be a part of what I'm doing and they can be saved too. Paul said it this way about God. This is one of my favorite pictures. He's preaching on Mars Hill to a bunch of people who know nothing about God. And he says this in Acts 17. He says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshiped with men's hands as though he needeth anything seeing he giveth life to all in breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations, of all men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. God knows every nation. He knows how long they will live, how large they will get, where they will be on the timeline. Persia, Babylon, the United States, China, all of these nations, God knows how big they will get. The people of it, And here's what he's looking for. Verse 27, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him though he be not far from every one of us. Paul's saying to to the pagans there, he's saying, hey, God's focus on me right now. There's new streams of power in my life and the new stream of the gospels in my life, but not just for my sake. He wants you to know who God is. He wants you to seek after God. He wants you, like a blind person, that's the imagery, like a blind nation seeking and feeling that ye may... Find him. Why? Because he's not very far. In other words, just as God is working in his local church and just as God is working in your life, he has a whole other streak of the nations, of the lost people all over the world. And he is working through the streams of his people, through their life, through their testimony, through their change, through the church, through its testimony and light. He is using those things to be declared and spoken of to draw the nations to himself. Jesus said it as simple as it can be when he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let the stream of my work in you shine so that other people can see what I'm doing in you and they can come to God too. So I can say this, get this, I can say this, God is fully focused on you, God is fully focused on our church, but God is fully focused on the nations. And when he's working in our church, you know what he's working in our church to do? To to grow us and to bless us and to provide for us, but also to reach the nations at the very same time. Notice this as well. So they're in the middle of the wilderness. That's a lot of water. You ever been somewhere where water's spraying everywhere? You can't get all you can't collect all the water. You're not gonna be able to water like that, you're not gonna be able to get all that, bottle that all up. There's gonna be a lot of water flowing everywhere. In a desert, there are gonna be streams running everywhere. God's like, yep. Because there's some other people out there. Correction. There's some other things out there. Like what? Verse 20. The beasts of the field shall honor me. The dragons. Dragon there means serpent or snake. The dragons and the owls. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and drinks to my people. You know, God created the heaven and the earth. And he created all things therein. And you can read in Ephesians and you can read in Matthew that God... Now, now can, can I just show you how awesome God is? God is not only focused on his supreme creation, which is humanity. He's also focused on all creation. Let me prove it to you. Jesus said it this way in Matthew ten twenty nine: Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. Jesus said, God is aware of even the death of a sparrow. Now someone says, oh, oh, see, they're just as valuable as us. Wait a minute, you got to read the next verse. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than the sparrows. Humans are the supreme center of creation. We are God's centerpiece. But God is aware of all of creation, the stars, the environment. Hey, can I just tell you something? God's aware of the environment, God's aware of the animals, and God is taking care of them and it. Jesus in Colossians says that he upholds all things by his power, referring to the actual movement of the earth and all the things that take place. No, we don't do that, and all of our social programs don't do that. Jesus is the one who is keeping society and the world where it needs to be. Now get it. And God knows his animal kingdom and what they need. And when they need it. And these streams that would just appear to be like overflow, just like, hey, serpents coming out at night when everyone's drinking, just would seem to be kind of like the consequence, right? Owls coming down. Like just kind of like whatever, random. Mm -mm. It was God having a color, having a streak for his created beings his creation and saying now wait a minute I'm focused on my creation and making sure it operates and has what it needs as I designed it now that's pretty hard to fathom that even an accidental overflow of water that supplies an animal is under the manifold wisdom of God to make sure that his creation gets what he wants it to get when it gets it And somehow we know from Romans that the creation groans to God. They don't think like humans. They don't worship like humans. Please don't ever think that. But there is an understanding within creation of a creator. The Bible says within their own primitive animal way, they thank the Lord. Recognizing that God has them in his painting. See so we're we're looking at the new streams, and we're like, God, do a new thing in our church, and God's saying, I'm going to do a new thing in our church, but get this, that new stream that you think I'm just going to do for you in our church, it's going to stretch farther than you can ever know, someone's going to get saved over there, and someone's going to get saved over there, and maybe even that person is going to communicate with that person in another country, and they're going to get saved, and that missions trip, that that I'm going to do this thing, you don't know, but that track somehow is going to end up in that village, and you're never even going to know about it, but I know about it, because it's a village, I care about and That family in that village is going to get saved through the new stream of what I did with you on the 23rd through the 26th. And you just thought that happened, but you didn't know that I also was working over here in this village and they got saved. And then even, you know, you guys went to the Cade and you ate a little bit and you were just a church family. You put some food out, maybe some things fell down. I fed some animals through you and what I was doing in you. You just don't know the reach of how I do things through you and the stream of my power. And I'm going to say this, that God is not, while God is seeking salvation, can I also say God is a loving God and he also cares for his creation. He cares for human beings. He cares for society all of the time through his people in ways that we can never understand. You can read about how orphanages have been founded throughout the world through the Christian endeavor. You can read about the advancement in hospitals that were advanced through the Christian endeavor. You can read about places in world, places like Africa, where God has used Christians to go and to help harness creation, to take care of people, and also even take care of created beings that are in the area. And it's an amazing thing that probably that group of people, when they got saved in Little Tennessee, they didn't know that God not only was blessing them and saving them and focusing on them and focusing on that church in Tennessee but he was also thinking about some people in Africa who just needed a well and then some animals over there that he's also we could never understand all he's doing through one stream of his power but God sees it all at the same time fully focused not that he loves a bird more than you and me, but he is focused on his creation as he is focused on you and me. And You know what happens? You know what God's doing? Here's what God's doing. Verse 7. Everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my what? Glory. Can I stop you? See, people who don't understand this, They mess it up. And they say, see, God's glory is supreme. He loves his glory more than he cares about you. No, God can equally love his glory and love you at the same time without having to sacrifice one for the other. Thank you very much, Calvinists. He doesn't have to choose between his glory and loving you. He can fully focus on the same thing at the same time. But here's the cool thing about God. So you get to, so let's just take Israel. So you're Israel, and you just drank a bunch of water, and you were already feeling pretty awesome about that, and then you find out, so you're just like, man, look what God did for us in the wilderness with the new streams, And but then you find out that God used that and that in this nation, people are turning to God. and this nation, people are turning to God from that story in the desert, and and words come into Israel like these people want to move down. They want to pilgrimage down, pilgrimage down to Jerusalem and become God-fearers. That's what they would have been called, God-fearers. And they want to learn about the law, and they want to know about your God because they heard about these streams, and now they want to know your God. And so they're saying, whoa, this is amazing. This is crazy. And maybe they get a story about some, some river or some pond or something that was created and how it impacted animals. And they're just finding out all these things, and maybe they don't know until they get to heaven and they get to read the scripture later, and they find out that that owl that that they just thought was really pretty and they wished they could have took a picture of it, they thought that how that was really good was actually being sustained by God in the stream and they step back and they see the whole picture of how in one stream God did all these things and here's what it shows you, the glory of God in all of it. Our God is so amazing that He can take all of these different focuses and put it together and create a picture that picture is His glory. You ever had God do something new in your life? And then you thought it was just limited to that? And then you saw how God used it to do this, and God used it to do this, and God used it to do this, and all, and all of a sudden you start seeing all these connections. And you know what? You usually step back and say, what a coincidence. You know what you do? You step back at the painting and you say, oh, this stream went there, and this stream went there, and this stream went there. The manifold wisdom of God statement new streams flow into a painting of glory new streams flow into a painting of glory they're going here and they're going there and he's got the nations and he's got animals and, and he's got me and he's got our church. And he's but but when it's all said and done, it all fits and it all comes together and it says, look at the the glorious manifold wisdom of God. Four things, and we're done. Number one, we are a big part of God's painting. I want to encourage you about that because, because in a world right now with all this stuff going on you may feel so insignificant you may be going through so much and I just want to stop and say to you you are, a, you are a big part of God's painting he is working and you are in there and you are a big part of what he's doing he is focused on your life so two things one find joy with that and let him paint. Let him work. Let him do what he wants to do. Don't stop the brush. Number two, we are not the only part of the painting. Hey, let's not be like this. Is, we got such a good church. I love our church. I just, it's so friendly. We got a great culture. It's so wonderful. And just like, forget 20 plus million people. Somebody comes, and you're in the middle of a conversation. you got a really good samosa in your hand, and you're having a really good conversation. But that guest is sitting out there, and they're all by themselves. Realize, wait a minute, you and your friend with the samosa aren't the only people in the painting. That that guest standing over there by themselves wondering, this is a little awkward. I'm over here by myself. God wants them in the painting. So how about you grab a samosa and go give them a samosa and try to get them in the painting with you because God's working on their life too. See the need for others to be part of God's glory. Number three. We will never know all the parts of the painting. I'm pretty sure that nobody in Isaiah 43 said, There he is, providing for the dragons. I don't think anybody thought that. They didn't find it out until it was written later. You know, there are times, can, can I be honest, there's times when there's parts of the painting that are hard to, I'm like, I don't understand this. There are times that things go on in our life. There are times when streams flow a weird way and things happen in our life in a unique way and we don't really understand. Here's what we need to remember. We will never really know all the parts of the painting of what God is doing. So you just assume this. Can you just assume this? There's good stuff going on somewhere with what God's doing in your life. You just don't know about it. Just assume it. And then lastly, we see the glory of God in the painting. Every time God does something new in your life, he changes you. Every time God does something in our church's life, And it has these outstretched flows. We step back and we see the master painter at work. And we say, glory to God. As the song was sung, my God is greater. New streams flow into a painting of glory. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes.